Hello and welcome to the CF365 sessions. Um, every week we have a conversation with uh, a partner of uh, in the dynamics world, uh, be they solution uh, systems integrators or uh, ISV. Uh, and this one, the last of this CF365 sessions for the year, I'm really excited to be able to welcome Larry along. Hi, Larry. Hi there, Richard. Merry, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year yeah. and all that. I put my jumper on for you today, so hopefully it's uh, in the Christmas mood. Yeah, it's making me feel bad now. The only one I've got has got Everton written on it, so but <laughs> right. I don't feel worse about my rubbish football team. No, that's all right. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for coming. So um, let's start off as we always do. So would you like to introduce yourself and True Commerce? Yeah, so I'm Larry, uh, basically uh, responsible for partners across uh, Europe. I work as part of a team, as part of a global partner program and true commerce provides global edi managed services for uh, companies and we specialize in integrations into microsoft dynamics as well as other erps cool well just to start with just the sort of level set um what do you kind of explain to me a little bit about what edi is and and where it's come from and uh and you know what what does modern edi look like yeah so edi has a really long history it was just about having two different parties across uh, you know, different geographies, communicating with each other and exchanging information related to trading. You know, people used to trade in the past through face-to-face uh, you know, -face and, uh, and we all know the experience of people trading in stock markets where people would get around, get around screaming at each other, their orders and stuff like that. Well, you know, the, the market became uh, pretty, uh, there was a big need to basically to try to automate as many of these uh, transactions as possible. So. A number of uh, standards bodies got together and decided to this to define what an order invoice and other transaction types defined in a document that could be exchanged between parties so that each party gets a version of the document specifically with the data that they're looking for. And that's easy for them to integrate into their systems and be able to export data back out to the other party when it's uh, in order to confirm the following step in the transactions. So it supports generally order to cash transactions, procure to pay transactions. And we've also seen a lot of uh, vendor managed inventory transactions and warehouse transactions as well. So there's a whole library of standards used to be able to simplify how data gets interchanged between two separate systems across geographies. Okay, cool. And then, um, and what about modern EDI? So obviously, you know, it goes without saying kind of, pretty much a digital economy now. So, you know, all, all companies have got their own systems and being able to talk to each other. So, so how has that changed? What, what does a modern, what does a modern EDI look like? And why, why is that important to, to customers? Well, it's important from the perspective of what companies are doing these days in their digital transformation journeys. Right. Uh, when they're doing these journeys, they're looking at uh, new applications, new ERPs, and many of them are looking at cloud platforms. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's a large industry right now. I was re reading some research that says it was it's like it's gonna it's a hundred and four billion dollar industry, and wow. cloud is like one of the biggest uh, adoption uh, trends towards that. And uh, and the holy grail, of course, is to have everybody in the company in depending upon. Uh, doesn't matter which department that they're in, using the corporate application, right? Everybody wants to use the same application. So there's one single version of the truth. And so if that's the case, then uh, EDI should be part of that experience as well. So that 
your new user interface of your e of uh, D365 or NetSuite or whatever other ERP system you're implementing, that that becomes the future EDI interface. So as you normally do your day-to-day -day transactions of handling your day-to-day -day trading transactions, you want EDI basically to happen in the background without your users really getting involved with the things mm. they did in the past. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, we, we've, I've worked with True Commerce a long time. Um, they're kind of our go-to EDI in my, in my previous life. And, and I think what, what's interesting for me is, you know, you, you can set up a kind of, you know, one-to-one. -one. So I, I supply a large supermarket with stuff, right? Christmas crackers. Gone. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if Christmas crackles translate for all viewers, but it's a thing in the UK. No, so you, before I came back, you, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My mum always went mental on Christmas crackers, but anyway, separately. Um, so you know, and and if I'm supplying one supermarket, they want it in a certain way. Uh, a different supermarket will want that information uh, formatted in a, in a different way. Um, and I, I think the one thing that I really liked about True Commerce was the ability to make that really simple for for the customer so when you're bringing on a new supplier a new customer to you you know to work with you you're not having to you know bring third-party consultants in to do a bunch of work but being able to have that done by by the customer I mean, it was one of the things i always liked about true commerce yeah I mean, what are the kind of um you know you, you've already talked about the, the massive size of the industry um but if somebody's listening to this either as a customer or as a partner that maybe has never got involved with EDI, what are kind of the main things that you look for when when talking to that end customer? You know, what is was the, you know what they should be looking out for if they want to do an EDI project? Yeah, so the, there's uh, you know back in the past there was a standard and companies established connections with each other and they exchanged data with each other and you had departments supporting the trading activities between the two companies, right? So over the years, it's advanced towards uh, uh, you know, providing uh, a cloud uh, that you can have a one-to-many connection, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, pretty standard these days. Uh, and it's uh, it gives you a greater economy of scale to be able to have one point into a cloud and being able to distribute your communications up to many, many trading partners. Uh, but, in, you know, the, the big benefits to companies is when they look to get a, a a service that includes the all aspects of EDI. If you look at all the different components in EDI, there's quite a lot of moving parts. You've got the connection to your partners, you've got the networking thereof, you got to secure it, you got to apply computing power, you got to make sure that there's memory, and you got to make that all dynamic. And then you have to have the integration into the ERP and making sure you're reading and writing from the appropriate tables in the ERP and getting the data validated before it goes into the ERP. And so all those pieces. It could be done, but what we've done over the years is basically make that a science. So we basically made it a service that we've we've uh, we've made it. Uh, you know, we drive towards excellence so that we can provide customers the entire service end to end. We offload the work of being able to onboard new trading partners, and we do that at a very reasonable price point and at a predictable price point for them as well. And from a price point, I think I'm right in saying it's kind of transactional. Uh, number of transactions type, type. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, it's transactional, and it's all, and it go. But we can do some modeling and predicting to make it fixed, so that it's a really predictable fee on a month-to-month -month basis, so that there's no surprises. Historically, people used to have these crazy surprises, yeah, yeah. but that's now kind of like old days.
Yeah. Talking about talking about the old days, so let's talk about the future then. Well, what do you kind of see in the EDI world? What what do you think is going to going to be coming coming down the pipe? Yeah. So what we're seeing now is that uh, well, they, I was just doing some research prior to this call. They was looking yeah. at the EDI market itself, and it looks like today it's about a one point one point eight billion dollar market right now from service providers and software providers as well. Uh, but it doesn't include all the DIY solutions that are out there. Remember, there's some really large companies that built their own systems to, you know, to, to basically manage EDI because it's, it's the most important way of trading with partners, the most important way of getting orders from their customers, regardless of whatever distribution channel that they have available to them. So it is really important for them. So they actually at really high volumes. They put their own departments in place. Uh, one of the trends that we do see is that those departments are aging. And as we know, the whole IT sector is aging these days as well. There's a big conversation amongst the Microsoft community about how do we get younger people involved with IT and you know, what sort of role models do we have out there? And certainly I'm not a role model with a jumper like this. Nobody wants to be like me at all. I, think, well, I think you're pulling it off. You're a good looking man and you, you know, you're pulling off a bit of swag. It's good. So what we're seeing in terms of a trend is people replacing their IT departments with a service provider like True Commerce. So we've yeah. done that a couple of times where we we become the ID department, EDI department for that particular company. We've done that for a couple major retailers in the UK, and a couple of retail fashion retailers in Germany, and a, a number of retailers in the United States. So that's one big trend that we see. The other big trend is the integration into the ERP. Uh, before it was all about file exchanges and, you know, I give you, I drop a file someplace, you pick it up and you have to import the data, create the transaction, validate the data, and then vice versa. You had to do the same thing before. But the big trend now is basically having your EDI service provider also do those transactions for you. So in other words, a sales order or purchase order come in for your customer gets created right inside the ERP with no errors. And then vice versa, all the corresponding messages such as invoicing, ship notification, they get created with no errors back to the customer. And so in that way, basically, we are preventing faulty data from being uh, created into the corresponding ERPs Mm. so that we can trade more efficiently. And when there are errors, this is my third trend, I would say, is that we want to enable the business user to solve their own problems. What do I mean by that? So historically, when people cobbled together their own EDI solutions, they had to put a lot of time and effort with IT. And so IT was always in the middle of trying to solve, basically building the solution, decrypting things. And so whenever there were error messages, the service, the the frontline workers, either the procurement team or the sales team always had to get IT involved to solve the problem. And in our experience, what we've seen that is like 80 to 90 percent of the problems had to do with invalid master data and master data is really a business issue. So why involve IT? So mm-hmm. the, the, the trend here is that if you can pre-validate data, send an alert when the data is incorrect to a business user. And if 90 percent of the problem is master data related, then the business user could solve that master data issue and then reprocess that message. And that's a significant improvement towards the way we used to do things in the past. And we keep the burden off of IT and the entire process. And and much higher customer satisfaction. Absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's that sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. um that's that's cool. Um so from a 
2023. Uh, I know speaking to you, you've got a number of webinars coming up as well. Um, so I just wanted to flag everybody. Uh, can they find them on your website? Yep, we've got the uh, website schedule on there that you can see a webinar schedule where we have uh, a number of activities. We've got, we participate in a number uh, of events as well. One of the, uh, the events that uh, one of the webinars we're going to be doing shortly was talking about, uh, I think, uh, migrating to the cloud. Right? The, you know, Microsoft is talking about a bridge to the clouds. Uh, uh, you know, we know that SAP is also pushing people to the cloud in, in a variety of ways. Uh, but if we focus on the Microsoft approach, we have bridge to cloud transact transitions where people are moving from all the versions of NAV to AX over to D365 uh, supply chain management or to business central. And those migrations are complicated by themselves, right? And there's always, and I would say maybe 70% of the time, and that's just a complete estimate on my part. Yeah, yeah. There's always an EDI workload there. And that EDI workload is, you, you know, the company has to decide, what do I do with it? You know, do I rebuild it like I did in the past? Can I rebuild it inside of the new constricted data models that BC and uh, FNO have or finance and operations have? Or do I offload that to somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, what we propose is obviously if we can help with all the connectivity and all that across the board in terms of the, the, the classic EDI solution, but allow a trusted party that might be able to do the integration into those ERPs, but also handle all of that workload for EDI that was previously built in the ERP. And what I'm talking about is, import and export routines, talking about data validation, cross-reference tables, creating transactions, extracting data. So all those things that we previously did inside of the ERP can now be done outside of the ERP. So that just makes updates a hell of a lot easier. And uh, and you have a party that can help you stay up to date all the time with uh, with a certified approach. Well, look, and we, we're working directly with Microsoft on, uh, on campaigns to help, especially the NAV, uh, the old nav uh, install base moved to the cloud. Um, and you know, you guys are coming up in just about every engagement we have. So, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, there's a big opportunity out there for, for any partner that's listening to this. So I, I would highly recommend you, you reach out to, uh, to Larry and, and to true commerce. Um, I've got his contact details here as well. So, uh, just ping him on LinkedIn. Um, but I, you know, I, I can, can say that we've been working with True Commerce a long time and uh, definitely our go-to EDI partner. So just want to thank you for all your partnership over the years as well. Yeah. Thanks, Richard. It's great to be here. And uh, hopefully we'll hear from, from some of the listeners today. I hope so. I hope so. And uh, just to end off, just want to thank uh, Larry again and to thank everybody for, for listening in. I hope everybody has a great end of 2022 and a happy and healthy and prosperous uh, 2023. Thanks, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, all.